Continuation Chronicles. I'm your host, April. In this podcast, we'll be amplifying the voices and stories of the incredible students who attend Santana High School, a continuation high school here at Rolling Unified School District. In a world of podcasts celebrating success stories and academic achievements, we believe it's essential to shed light on the journeys that often go unnoticed. Continuation High School provides a unique and invaluable opportunity for students who have faced diverse challenges, yet they remain dedicated to their education. In each episode, we'll sit down with students who have navigated through adversity, sharing their personal tales of resilience, determination, and growth. These are the stories of those who refuse to let circumstances define their future. Instead, they embrace the chance to rewrite their stories and rewrite the stigma surrounding continuation high schools. Join us as we venture into the lives of these extraordinary students, unveiling the lessons learned, the obstacles overcome, and the dreams they continue to chase. Our mission is simple, to inspire, inform, and remind you that it's never too late to turn that page and start a new chapter. In this first episode, we'll be interviewing Lily. Lily is a senior here at Santana High School. Hi, Lily. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Let's start off by introducing yourself. Can you start by telling us your age and a little bit about yourself? Okay, so my name is Lily. I'm 17, and um, I play the guitar. I like to do theater. Um, a lot of the time when I have free time, I like to just watch scary movies or play video games. All right. Okay. So what led you to attend Santana High School? What led you here? So when I was in middle school, when I finished seventh grade, um, I stopped attending middle school. So I never finished middle school meaning I never got to enter high school. So during that time, I lived in Mexico. So when I came back to the US, they basically told me, hey, you have zero credits, so um, you have to go to continuation high school to make up for that credit. Wow, and how did you feel about that? I was like very upset. I kind of thought they just gave it to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you could start at any point and they would just give you the credits that you missed out on and oh. you'd be fine. So you had to start all over again. I had to start all over again. Wow. And when you knew you were coming to a continuing continuation high school, how did you feel? Like, what did you think that a school like this would be? I kind of thought it was just a kid for a kid, like a school for kids who were bad or like kids who were lazy or that got into a lot of trouble or were in gangs or stuff like that. But it's not really like that. Mm-hmm. So what do you notice as you came on campus here in Santana and you came in with that mentality and what made you change? your mindset or your view on continuation high school as you started attending when I first just as not even when I started attending but when I just first went to the orientation I noticed that it was just like any other high school if not better because the staff was friendly and the students looked normal so I was like oh I was wrong Mm -hmm. so um can you share a little bit of your challenges like a little more of your challenges that you faced as you started Santana what were some challenges that you faced as you started school um the classes were really different a lot of it was online and a lot of the teachers were very like took it at your own pace and they were just very patient with me Mm -hmm. so I noticed it was a bit calmer than regular high schools Mm -hmm. and that all the students just did what they had to to get their credits, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Could you share a little, maybe a significant moment or turning point in your life that brought you to this point? Um, to the continuation high school? Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of 
like your story you're saying from Mexico. So what was going on with your education over there in Mexico? So the thing is, my dad is very old. He's like 71. Mm-hmm. He is, he's 71 now. So he didn't have a car because we just really couldn't afford a car. Mm-hmm. And we lived pretty far away from all the schools and towns and stuff. So he couldn't really find the time or effort to take me to school. So I kind of just stayed at home and didn't really do anything. So at home you had no education. Did you read? Did you? I read a lot. I really like to read. So I did read, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't read um, like textbooks. Mm-hmm. I would just read online. What kind of stories did you read online? Um, I like to read a lot of horror, a lot of like fantasy. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes I would even read like, um, like romance stories. Okay. Like rom-coms kind of. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fun. And as far as so like math and all mathematics and Oh, no. No, don't nothing. even talk to me about math. <laughs> <laughs> so we could tell what is your least favorite subject then probably. No, I did not like math. And do you think it's because you struggle with it so much because you didn't get that foundation? Yeah, right? for sure. Especially since uh, it was in Mexico. So when I went to Mexico, I didn't speak a lick of Spanish. So I missed out on a lot of like mathematics I was supposed to be learning pretty early. So how did you learn English then if you were in Mexico? Um, my parents taught me English and Spanish. But when I went to the U.S. when I was one to five years old, I only spoke English. So when I came back at eight years old to Mexico, mm-hmm. I could only speak English because oh. my, that's all my adaptive parents would teach me. Well, okay. So they were, they're the ones teaching you English. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so that brings us to here, their next um, topic of uh, overcoming your challenges. So what, what are some of the obstacles or difficulties you've had to overcome um, in your educational journey? which means we know math is one of them, right? That's an obstacle and a challenge for you. Are there any other academic or emotional or behavioral challenges that you face coming here? Definitely one of them is homework. Because when kids come to school, it's kind of like every all the work that I do here, like I come to school specifically to do work, and when I come home, it's just for me to relax. So mm-hmm. when teachers would leave me a lot of homework, I just wouldn't even bother because mm-hmm. I'd be like, Okay, I'm I'm at home now. I don't really want to do this, so I just I want to do it. Mm-hmm. So that made it. what? So um, that was a challenge for you. Homework, math, obviously. Any other challenges? What about like uh, social friends? Did you have any problems making friends or? Definitely in Mexico, I had a lot of problems making friends because I didn't speak Spanish. Mm. So a lot of kids thought I was kind of weird because I was quiet. And I was very white. I was very pale. Yeah, you're very light-skinned. Yeah, yeah. I'm very pale. So <laughs> they didn't think I, I, like, fit in. And I didn't think I belonged either. So I felt like I wasn't supposed to be there. And they also felt I wasn't supposed to be there. Mm. So when you came here, you felt more accepted and maybe more belonging here? Mm. Or did you take some? did it take some time? Or did you assimilate quickly? What do you think? Did you adapt quickly? Or did it take some time for you? It took some time for me because I wasn't used to going to school in English, but the curriculum is also more easy here than it is in Mexico. In Mexico, they start teaching you the things that you learn here in junior year. They start teaching you that in middle school. Mm. So I had really good grades mm-hmm. when I went to 
a normal high school, mm-hmm. but I just didn't have the credits. Because mm, they don't transfer over here. Because not mm-hmm. only don't they transfer, but I also missed out on a lot of school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that gap that you had, which was made it a, a challenge for you for sure. Okay, so um, what advice would you give to other students who may be facing similar challenges to you as um, you? Maybe coming from Mexico, for example, and exactly how you are starting from zero and starting to come to a school like this to be able to get your credits, right, to graduate. What, what advice? It, um, just taking it one step at a time. Just tackle things piece by piece because when you try to do it all at once, you'll see it as a lot, and you'll, you'll think, oh, I can't do this, and you'll get all overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But if you take it piece by piece and just do it slowly and be patient with yourself, you can get it done quicker and more efficiently than you would have if you just took it all at once. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, and as far as advice here, do you ever, um, with kids, do you ever get peer pressured or maybe um, being led into the wrong crowd or anything like that? Did you ever have a problem with that not really um none of the kids that i know really peer pressure Mm -hmm. people kind of just respect each other's boundaries and if i ever find out like that someone i was talking to is like the wrong crowd Mm -hmm. i just kind of distance myself from them like hey i respect you but you know i'm gonna do my own thing you know what i mean no that's great that's good because not a lot of not a lot of kids can do that Right, step away from that in the peer pressure. So that's great that you're able to do that. Um, so how do you see your future unfolding? Like, what are your hopes and your dreams? What are your future plans? Um, that's still a question that I'm figuring out. Mm-hmm. But I do like to act. Like, I was in theater mm-hmm. at, at my other high school. And I also do like to play the guitar. So probably something artistic. Okay. A lot so of people- creative, artistic. Yeah, Mm because I feel like being a doctor or something like that would be kind of difficult. Because that's not something you're interested in. Not really. Yeah. So your plans after graduation. So you're a senior. So what do they look like right now? Are you still not sure? Do you have some sort of plan? What What do your counselors say? Or what do you see yourself doing like in June when you're done? Well, I definitely want to go to Mount Sac and maybe um, major in performance arts, like theater. Mm -hmm. And then if I change my mind about that, I could always double major Mm -hmm. and get um, a degree in, uh, what is it called, business? Okay. Because if you major in business, you can kind of work anywhere, right? Yeah, you can do a lot of things. It's very flexible, and you can go into anything, really, to make money for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so Mount Sac is in your future junior college. Definitely. Yes, that's great. That's great, and it's right here down the street, too. So um, also with your future plans, um, do you see your future as far as, like, what message for the kids, right? So is there a message or inspiration you like to share with our listeners just be strong and don't let anybody change how you really think. Like, if you, if somebody asks for your opinion about something, just be straight up and be honest. Because I feel like the best way to live life is just to be authentic. Because, like, you, you're the one who's living your life, not the other person who's asking you, mm-hmm. like, for your opinion. And they want to hear something, but you shouldn't always tell people what they want to hear. You should just say what you think. 
Right. Be so real. Then, yeah, just be real. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So um, <clears throat> uh, how do you think here the listeners can support you, uh, the community, uh, or support the community like this, like a continuation high school? What do you think people can do to help support kids like you? Just keep cheering us on because we're going to be, we're always going to be working on trying our best, mm -hmm. but sometimes we might stall or want to give up. So just keep cheering us on and hoping the best for our futures and just seeing us all as equal. Yeah. And sometimes we are going to make mistakes, right? That's oh, yeah, part of life. Sure. So if we make a mistake, maybe keep going and keep encouraging you, right? Either way, whether the mistakes are made or not, just to keep motivating and encouraging kids yeah. like that, right? Yeah, for sure, that's the best way to go about it. Good, good. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Lily. And thank you uh, for the listeners out there for tuning into this episode. Uh, we hope the story from our remarkable student, Lily, has left you feeling inspired and reminded of, reminding us of the incredible strength of the human spirit. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with your friends, family, or anyone who can benefit from this empowering story. Uh, we'll be back soon with more captivating stories of resilience, growth, and determination. So until then, stay inspired and keep believing that no matter where you start, with determination and support, there are no limits to where you can go. Right, Lily? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a nice day.